Hey Shannon, let's do another micro episode. In the last episode, we used quite a few jargon words, um, you know, the one that we did about encoding, so maybe we need to define them a little bit better for our listeners. Let's do it. This is the Reading Teacher's Lounge, where listeners can eavesdrop on professional conversations between elementary reading teachers. We're passionate about literacy and strive to find strategies to reach all learners. Shannon and Mary are neighbors who realized that they were literacy soul sisters at a dinner in their Atlanta neighborhood. Once they started chatting about reading, they haven't really stopped. Come join the conversation. Welcome to the Reading Teacher's Lounge. This is episode 23, Jargon Defined, Phonemes and Graphemes. So these come from roots of phon and graph. Mm -hmm. Um, And phon stands like telephone. Yep, so it's the sound part. Yes, and so a phoneme is a speech sound. It's the smallest unit of sound. And so when we talked about phonological awareness, that was like bigger sounds, like syllables and things, but the um, phoneme is that smallest sound you hear in a word when you're taking apart maybe the first sound, the middle sound, and the last sound in a word. Got it. And then grapheme is the written representation of those phonemes. It might be a letter or it might be a group of letters. So the graphemes are the letters that you use to represent the sounds that you say. So the grapheme is like the pencil paper that I sometimes imagine. It's the writing it down. It's the, it's the alphabet. Yes. Mm-hmm. You could have you could have phonemes all the time when you're talking. Someone who can't read or write would still have phonemes. Cavemen and phonemes. <laughs> every sound, every word that we speak has sounds in it, so that makes sense. But then when you write it down and break it into those little visual representations. Yeah, those if are I'm going to use a little circle for the ah sound or the o sound or a circle with a stick on the right for the duh sound. Or Got it. So. <laughs> a circle with a stick on the left for the bus sound. So graphemes, though, they're not just the letters, right? It's groups of letters, too. Yes. So let's talk about the word fish, for example. And so when you take apart the phonemes in the word fish, as I'm saying it out loud, um, there are three phonemes. F, I, sh. I just segmented the phonemes. F, I, sh. Now, if I would like to write that word down and encode it, then I would choose the letter F to rep- to stand for the f sound. I would choose the letter I for the I sound and the grapheme SH for the SH sound. So there's three phonemes, three graphemes, four letters. Got it. In fish. Okay, so that's the, when we're talking about the phonological awareness, um, or no, the phoneme awareness, and we were pushing sounds with Smarties, then we would push three sounds for fish. Yes. Right? And those then would be represented by the four letters, but three graphemes. Right. And if you did an Alcone box, you would maybe some maybe write SH in, the, mm-hmm. in one box because it's one sound, even though it's two letters. And so that would show up in magic keywords as well. Do you have any other examples of like more complex words? Isn't there one like was spacious one of them? Yes. 
spacious. Let's see if how I many phonemes are in now. spacious. I have the answer key. I won't show it to you. Okay, so spacious. A. Uh, I have six. Six phonemes. Yes, and I noticed that you were saying that word, like you were enunciating it very clearly. Oh, yeah. uh, one of my reference books said if you want to really think about the phonemes, you need to speak like a news anchor. Our correct diction? Yeah. Yes, uh -huh. articulate your words. I like <laughs> So spacious, spacious has six phonemes. Ah, but that's and six graphemes. I is tricky. Uh, I was just teaching this to my fourth grader recently. So that I like that. I mean, and sometimes when you're using tricky words like that, it's also really important to break it down this way for your learners as well. Now, I will say I don't teach these words to my second graders. You mean phoneme and grapheme? Yeah, yeah. I just say I, I have started being more precise with the language of not just saying um, when does the letters like um, what does the C say? Mm -hmm. I don't use that phrase anymore because the C never really says its own name. Right. That's but true. we use the letter C to show the sound. Yeah. So yeah. I'm starting to use um, the verbs to show the sound or to represent the sound rather than what does that letter say. I like that. I tend to teach my kids a lot of the specific vocabulary words. And um, for my students in particular, I think that it gives them a little more power over the language when I teach it to them, but I don't necessarily... Your students think, are very analytical and they're older. Right, and I don't think that that's necessarily appropriate for um, an entire whole class lesson either. So, um, you know, I think if you do want to be a little bit more specific, you can accurately teach them, but you just don't want to overwhelm them. You want them to get the concept mm -hmm. more than anything. Great. All right, I feel confident. Phonemes, sounds. Graphemes, letter representation. You've got it. Got it. All right, thanks for listening to the Reading Teacher's Lounge. Please leave us a review on iTunes so other teachers can find us. You can um, check us out on our website, www.readingteacherslounge.com, and also find us on Instagram, at Reading Teacher's Lounge. If anybody um, has any more jargon that they need to find, please send us an email, write to us on our Instagram account or on our Facebook account as well. And our email is readingteacherslounge at gmail.com. Yep. 